Hello and good morning, evening or afternoon, depending on when you are tuning into this latest Susty Talk from Edie. For those not new with the Susty Talk series, this is our series of one-on-one -on -one interviews with sustainability leaders across the UK and beyond in a variety of sectors and organisations of a variety of sizes to keep us all a bit more connected with the sustainability conversation. Um, and I'm delighted to have a sustainability leader from the food and beverage industry on the line with me today. I have from Suntory Beverage and Food, GB in Ireland, their Commercial Sustainability Director, Keith Allen. So thank you very much for joining me on the call, Keith. How, how are we today? We're great. Thank you. We're very pleased to be here. Thank you. No, and, and great to grab some time with you. And I understand that today we can specifically talk about packaging and even more specifically about deposit return schemes, DRSs, um, off the back of some great work that the company's been doing in that field recently. Um, but I guess the obvious place to start would be to an with an introduction um, to, our, to, to our speakers. Um, so it'd be great to hear a little bit more about, about yourself, Keith. So what, what does a commercial sustainability director do? Well, as part of both, it's a new role, uh, Commercial Sustainability Director. Um, large part of my role is, is the interface with our customers um, and also with, uh, so with the trade associations, British Soft Drinks Association on, on the changes that are coming with deposit return schemes. And the largest part of that is of my role right now is leading the successful implementation on behalf of Suntory Beverage and Foods, GB&I, um, of deposit return schemes in the UK. Primarily starting with Scotland, August 2023. Yeah, that one's definitely creeping up. And and have you always been in sustainability or in food and beverage? Like, what's your background, Keith? So I've had 15 years in FMCG and beverage um, manufacturing, distribution, a number of roles. So I've worked in quality and food safety, environmental science and health and safety, as well as new product development. Um, but in my, my broader career, I actually did a long standing in automotive industry and mm -hmm. civil engineering and construction as well. OK, so a very mixed very bag. Very similar there. roles. <laughs> a very mixed bag. I was going to ask how the company that like sets up working between some of the things you've mentioned. So like DRS involves environmental issues. It also involves external collaboration with policymakers and other trade. It also involves packaging design and and, and science. So what sort of set, setup is there internally for you to work with people working on these different things? Well, the first thing is, although I have a new role in as commercial sustainability director, I am not the first sustainability leader within uh, Suntory. Um, so we already have a head of sustainability and external affairs. Work very, very closely with that team, um, specifically our external affairs on changes of policy, new legislation and, and areas that are going to impact in regards to our packaging. Um, when we have a packaging team, we work highly collaboratively across research and development uh, and also our marketing teams and our end-to-end -end supply chain. Um, because it, it really is, you know, it's a total business conversation and connectivity you need to have on sustainability. It's underpinned by our business's uh, philosophy of growing for good. Um, and growing for good is part of our company DNA of all our employees. So uh, we have got uh, a lot of great people that work on sustainability issues. Um, and as you mentioned, DRS is taking up a lot of your time at the moment, as I'm sure it is for anyone in your sort of role um, in FMCG for beverages um, in, in the UK. Um, for those not aware, DRS stands for Deposit Return Scheme. So this is essentially where a deposit is applied to beverage packaging, essentially, that you get back when it's returned, intended to boost recycling rates. 
um, already legally implemented in some other countries such as Germany and being phased in across the UK's nations as well. Um, and I understand that to prepare for that, your business did um, some special research. I've read the findings, but for those listening, um, it'd be great to have a bit of an overview of yeah what that trial entailed and, and what, what you found. Yeah, for sure. So first of all, you know, this research took place uh, through most of last year. Um, and the output of that was a white paper called uh, Deposit Return Schemes, What's in Store, which is available uh, to download as a resource from our website as well. And we've been using that to communicate with our customers because what we don't want to do is to underestimate this change. Um, when I talk about how we're not underestimating this change, um, to contextualise that, this fundamentally changes uh, consumer shopping habits. Um, everything we learn and how we treat packaging changes on the moment of deposit return scheme being in place. So for Suntory Beverage Foods, GB and I, there are four distinct components to this research. I think the most important one after you had 8,000 people involved in this research, over 6,500 were involved in a virtual reality shopping experience. So actually place them in this VR uh, environment to see how will they behave and what will change in their shopping behaviour the moment that, in the case of uh, certainly for Scotland, a 20 pence deposit is applied on every individual container, regardless of a multi-pack. So just being really clear, if you've got a multi-pack of 24 containers, it'd be 20 four times 20 pence. All of that then leads us to basically consumers will reevaluate their relationship with packaging. The great news is that in like a seven week period, um, they've rethought the relationship and the value with containers. So it's important to understand um, no longer seeing containers as waste. Containers become a value to the consumer. And ultimately, we're, we're trying to drive up through the use of deposit return schemes, the recycling of these containers. So bottles become bottles, cans become cans, implementing circularity. But this biggest standout statistic um, of that change, there were three key components um, that, we, that we saw that came from this research. And they're in the form of simply surprise, review, and then reset. So in the surprise, I've kind of alluded to what that's going to feel like. You know, when you walk down a beverage aisle uh, in, in, a, in a supermarket or your, you know, whatever your shopper habits are, something has fundamentally shifted. And we tend to sh we tend to shop um, kind of in autopilot. You know, we know we know the aisles we go to first, and the supermarkets are laid out in the way to move us through the shops. You'll get to the beverage aisle. That moment of surprise when twenty pence on your beverages of choice uh, is applied will create a moment of pause. And that moment of pause will then lead to a review point. So the second component of review, in our second stage, consumers are going to reconsider their relationship with materials like plastic and aluminium for cans and so on. And as they adjust to these new scheme rules, so it's not just going to be about the point of sale. Because now you're going to live with your packaging. It now is 20 pence. And how you live with and how us as consumers um, interact with that packaging to redeem it is part of the cycle of in achieving circularity of that material. So that's that review stage. And that's going to be a few weeks uh, based on research for consumers to really review how they want to operate and what they need to change or want to change. The third component is then the reset stage. In this final stage, consumers have adapted their behaviours and now they've got new routines and making different choices. Um, so being really clear about a fundamental unlearning about our sustainable practices around how we treat packaging materials um, 
And ultimately, what we look to do is increase that recycling rate, reduce uh, litter, uh, and also keep those materials uh, available to be turned back into containers again. So seven weeks or so is the magic number. Yeah, um, you know, it certainly sounds like, hey, how to get to a magic number that was based on this deep research of that. That is what was observed. Um, and for some that may be faster or slower adaptation based on your current sustainable practices. Um, yeah. we, we see that again, we give the example of Germany when you look at uh, deposit return schemes and their ability to be able to enhance that recycling moment. We've got around 4 billion bottles a year are not recycled in the UK. Well, those materials that are not recycled need to be turned back into sustainable packaging. Um, if we benchmark Germany, as you mentioned, again, they're achieving um, up to 98% return rate, but they've had a deposit return scheme in place for decades. Mm -hmm. So it takes some time to adapt. Of course. And we've talked there about like the consumer side and what happens when this gets implemented. But as you mentioned, it'll be a few more months before it comes in. Scotland has already confirmed what sort of scheme it's operating, what costs and where it applies. But in the UK, there's been a bit more of a delay, I'd say, and there's a bit less clarity. So I'd love to hear about the businesses work with government on designing things like um, how do retailers take this back? How do we actually scale the recycling for it? What should be included and crucially what's the timeline because it keeps shifting and that's a great question I and mean, we know that scotland is fixed august the 16th 2023 go live written into legislation we also uh, are confident also the republic of ireland will go live in q1 2024 so it's important to understand when we look at the total both uk and including then the republic um, but again, we're working really closely with government uh, in regards to the timeline for potential deposit return scheme rollout for the rest of the UK. It's currently not confirmed. We understand there's been a huge amount of volatility and changes, changes of leadership and so forth. Uh, these may or may not slow things down. Uh, COVID was a factor as well. But I think there's a moment for a government to reevaluate that. We'll continue to work very closely with them. Because what's really important is to make sure that we have simplification of these systems, that it works for consumers, that it's easy to understand, but it also works across all devolved governments. Um, you want to have um, you know, one system that works and has interoperability across all of our devolved nations. That makes sense. And, and so uh, are Suntory advocating for all in or on the go? model this is I, I'm not a DRS expert but I understand that there's broadly two kinds so all in covers for example lots of different kinds of materials lots of different sizes of drinks drinks even if you have them in things like locations like a, a restaurant whereas on the go maybe applies to fewer categories ultimately we're big fans of uh, all in deposit return schemes um, that would help us with a harmonization but also making sure that our sustainable practices for recycled materials extends um, to all of our portfolio. Um, I mean, I spoke about, you know, those four billion bottles we want to get after. Um, that's a valuable resource and a commodity uh, for, for the beverage sector. Um, and again, when we look at that totality, um, if they're not being turned back into bottles and cans, they're going somewhere else or they're going into landfill or they've been turned into unsustainable products. So for sure, 
we would be a big fan of supporting the all-in model, but also reflecting on that interoperability of making sure that it works across all our devolved nations. Great, got it. Well, fingers crossed that we do hear some news about all in sooner rather than later. Um, and I wanted to touch on the fact that obviously DRS and recycling is just one way to help, you know, stop packaging leaking into landfills and um, as litter. And although it will encourage people to recycle more, maybe if you saw 20p on a multi-pack, you might just buy bigger bottles, fewer bottles, refillable bottles. So it'd be good to hear about what, what else the business is planning in in the way of, of, of yeah, avoiding plastic packaging pollution. Absolutely, but just for, our, for, for your listeners, be really clear, a multi-pack will be a combination of how many individual containers are in times 20 pence, not 20 pence for the multi-pack itself. So this again, just being really clear about that impact, that moment of change of shopper behavior. Um, a 24 pack will, will carry an additional four pounds 80 at the point of sale. I'll come back to your, to, to your question about you know, what else are we doing? Well, our global company ambition is to use 100% sustainable plastic bottles by the end of 2030. Um, and part of that, all of our on-the-go 500 mil bottles across our LucasAid Energy, uh, LucasAid Sports, Orangina, and indeed Ribena will be in 100% RPEP by the end of this year, which is a huge commitment. Um, and we have more work to come after that as well. And when you think about June last year, we uh, invested six million to support, again, the recyclability of our products. I suppose specifically on LucasAid Sport and LucasAid Energy, that in itself contributed to a reduction of three and a half thousand uh, tons of virgin plastic, but also nine thousand tons of CO2 reduction. And that continues to support our journey and our ambition to net zero. So there's a lot going on. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll keep on pushing on our sustainability agenda. Great. Thank you for the recap, Keith. And I think that we're actually running out of time for our call this afternoon. So thank you very much for your time. And hopefully we'll catch up when we know more about yeah, the UK wide DRS. Fantastic. And thank you very much for the opportunity.